Welcome, everybody, to the Robert, John, and the Wreck podcast. We are a five-piece rock and roll band from Orange County, California, that travels the world eating local food, drinking local drinks, and melting faces. I'm Steve. I'm Henry. I'm Warren. I'm Robert. And I'm Andrew. And this is episode 50. We made it to 50, you guys. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah. Uh, 50. Five, zero. That's nuts. Oh. We've done this at least 49 more times. In the past. That's crazy. It's nuts. Yeah. It's a lot of talking. A lot of yeah. talking. Yeah. A lot of words. Yeah. It's a lot of content out there for anyone mm-hmm. who <laughs> doesn't know about that. If you really want to get to know to. us, there's 49 more episodes of this. Yep. And it keeps getting better and better as you go we're, back in we're, time. We're figuring out, we're throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks and just, just working no out. No more the pick of the week. No more pick of the week. <laughs> yep. That's what we found out. Yep. It was, it was a great start. It was a great start. Now we have. Now we get to talk about TV shows. Yeah. Now yeah. Lost is a definitely <laughs> the game. Yeah. Speaking of Lost, <laughs> I am on the last season of Lost now. I feel like it's just going downhill from here. You gotta have faith, man. Season five was the pinnacle. Whatever is happening in this last season, it just doesn't feel as good. What season is that? Six. Oh. Six out of six. Yes. Sixth season of a six-season series. And <laughs> I think season five was probably the best season, and then three through four were good. I would skip most of one and most of two. <laughs> Interesting. I've never seen Lost. So Are you, do, you, do you think by next week you'll be finished with the whole series, or is it going to be like I, a two-week process? Uh, some of my co-workers are also watching Lost at the same time, so I'll have to wait until they're done with it. And then we're going to have okay. a big Lost party. By big, I mean four people big. A, a critique nice. session where you just I'm talk just, shit. I'm just wondering if, if next week on the podcast we're going to be uh, talking about how you finished it or if not. But I Probably guess not. I'm probably going to wait. Or I'll see if I can wait and I'll just watch it again. You All should right. give everybody very confusing directions on how to get to the party so that if they get lost it'll still be <laughs> on brand. If they get lost. I'm only two steps into my first beer, watching. guys. I wasn't too good. <clears throat> I just started watching a Zac Efron series it's called good. Something About the Earth. Uh, that's not what it's called. It's called something <laughs> about the earth. I just don't know what it's called. Oh, it's the one on Netflix, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the down to earth, I think is what it's called. Yeah. There you go. See, I knew it was something. I haven't watched it, but I've seen it on it's there. Good. It was a, uh, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty good. It makes you that's think a little right. bit and shows you some stuff that, uh, you never seen before. So that's cool. Never seen. Before. I do like that. They break the fourth wall a lot with, with the crew. Like you can tell that everybody's having a really great time. On that show, yeah, and like yeah, super laid back, and yeah, it was, I, I really enjoyed that. It, w- it wasn't trying to take itself too seriously, and but still yeah. provides like a lot of really cool information about you know what's out there and sustainable and how things are working and you know moving towards a cleaner future for our environment and stuff. You know, I've only watched two episodes, guys, so don't get ahead of me. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean by I started. I literally started this morning. I'm gonna do it <laughs> right after we're done. I'm gonna watch <clears> three episodes. I only watched the, the first episode and then the trailer for it, but it looked really it was a good. Cool. One first episode was really good. 
Yeah, and I, I just I'm looking at Instagram right now, and Eric just said Zach Efron WTF. And Eric, you should really watch it because you probably know <laughs> way more about what they're talking about than I will because they're talking about rocks and stuff. Yeah, and you're a huge Zach and, Efron fan. Yeah, yeah. So, Eric, I'm pretty sure Zach Efron said he knew more about rocks than you. Yeah, <laughs> prove him wrong, man. You to a duel, and he also said yeah. you were stupid. Yeah, that's crazy. Start a Twitter battle. You specifically, Eric. But how's everyone's week, Steve? How was your week? It was a good week. It was a really good week. I played a I played a show on Saturday night this weekend at Scarlet. Um, in uh, Ladera Ranch, which was nice. It was like a outdoor patio kind of first set was kind of background music-y, which was kind of weird getting back, like having that be one of the first like, you know, paid gigs back and stuff. But uh, it was fun. It was it was cool to read the room again and, and you know, get back into that whole, you know, mindset of, of playing solo shows where some people are listening and some people are trying to just have dinner and have their conversations and how to navigate all of that with your song choice and everything. And yeah, it was really fun. And then uh, yesterday, um, we did a, so we, we talked about it before that uh, uh, Warren and Erica got a dartboard at their place. And so we were doing drinks and darts uh, over at their place on Sundays for a little bit. And then I got a croquet set. And so we did rosé and croquet yesterday <laughs> in my backyard, and it was really fun. It was. It was really cool. Just spent some time out in the sun, drank five bottles of of rosé from all oh around gosh. the world, and uh, yeah, it was it was delicious and refreshing, and we got pretty. That's a great way to stay in shape. Yeah, <laughs> great way to stay in shape, guys. Yeah, it was good. The Steve seal of approval. Oh, and Friday I went up and. Uh, and I worked, uh, Warren Hewitt called me to come up and do a, uh, a cover of Layla, uh, the Derek and the Dominoes, Eric Clapton, Layla, um, for Produce Like a Pro for a uh, mic demo for Suya's mics. Yeah. And we did the whole thing with just one microphone, like, multi-track on everything, like, you know, on, I- on each instrument. And Matt Starr played drums, and the mic is just incredible. So that was really cool, just getting to go up there. I was only up there for like maybe an hour and a half, two hours, and just did vocals and backgrounds and some piano, and then cruised back down. It was really fun. I, I just watched that video. video. Yeah, me yeah. too. <laughs> my my friend actually texted me, and he was like, "Oh, dude, I saw your, I saw, uh, I saw Steve in this video," and I was like, "Oh, yeah, we just did some stuff with Warren," and I guess he watches a bunch of Warren's videos, and so yeah. he was like, "Oh, that's super cool. It sounded great, dude. You killed Thanks, it, man." That was really fun. I've never sung that song before, so it was really cool just going in. I learned the vocals and the backgrounds on the drive up, and yeah. then we just got in there and just went straight into mm-hmm. tracking the vocals. So it was it was really fun. Did yeah, you do that too. epic long like piano, pr- yeah, like bridge yep. thing in the middle? Yep, that was really really cool, man. And got got to play on uh, Warren's got a great uh, upright piano that's just full of character. Like it sounds like it's like per, I, I like to say perfectly shitty. It's just got so much character. It sounds like it. I think it's an old school piano or something like that. But they've just got you know like a little stretch tuning and kind of clunky and just like has just amazing character to it. It was really fun to just go and <clears throat> go in and play. So yeah, my week was and, good. And uh, Henry, we haven't had you on in a couple of weeks because. Uh, 
you are off gallivanting. Not really. You're just <laughs> not, really. not here with us. Much gallivanting um, as I can do. But why don't you tell us about your week and where you are and, and who um, you're with and what you're so doing. So for those that don't know, um, I am on pretty much literally the exact opposite side of the United States from the rest of the guys right now. I'm in a little town called Waldeboro, Maine, uh, which is where my mom, Natalie, and my stepdad, Jan, uh, have been living for the last six years. And um, I haven't seen them since last November. And um, stuff's just been kind of getting crazy with the COVID and whatnot in California. And um, it just seemed like you know, a good time to kind of get out of town. I hadn't really been seeing anybody. So I got myself tested and turned out negative luckily. And then just hopped on a plane and came here to my second home basically. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm just here in, in Maine and I've been able to, uh, kind of get outside a little bit and, um, do some fishing and do some barbecuing and, just kind of having a good time. Yeah. Enjoying the family and yep. enjoying. Yeah. Not California. Yeah. <clears throat> seeing my, my older brother, Nathan, who lives in Brooklyn. Uh, he actually picked me up from the airport uh, last week. And then we drove up to uh Waldebro, which was about, it was like a 14 hour travel day, but it was, you know, I'm used to it from us flying to Europe like eight times last year. So it was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is nothing. Um, it's fine. Well, yeah, it's been great. I have about 40 mosquito bites or various bug bites on my body right now. And, uh, I actually got bit by a leech yesterday, which was interesting while I was Whoa. in the pond that my parents have property on, which was super interesting. And, uh, yep. But I'm having Did a great time. Burn it off. No, I just pulled it off. And then I have a, a barn that is usually used for um, my mom's, what is it, vintage? It's like vintage housewares. She, she sells all these antique and vintage things online or in person. And um, since there's no business happening, uh, I basically commandeered it and turned it into a like DIY recording studio, basically. So there's nice. like a drum kit in there that I bought. And nice small guitar amp and I brought a, uh, guitar out here, uh, specifically to just like work on stuff and cut some demos and just kind of screw around. And, uh, the barn is amazing. And it has this amazing wood flooring and every, it's like this old carriage house from, I don't know, the early 1900s maybe, or late 1800s. And so it just has that, it has beautiful acoustics and, got these awesome stairs you can put stuff on and nice but i've been experimenting like putting mics up above like really high up like doing the john bonham levy breaks thing and just kind of messing around and uh yep that's pretty much it right well Dieter, Dieter, Dieter said leeches are good for you so i that is you know they still use leeches so uh (laughs) my my blood has been cleansed by (laughs) A tiny leech that was this big, the size of about half of my index finger. Nice. It's just a little guy. Just a little guy. Just a little guy. I wouldn't worry about that little guy. I'm not worried about it in the slightest. That's good. How about you, Andrew? 
What did I do? I made a pitcher of margaritas. That was the most exciting part of my weekend. <laughs> um, I, I've never made margaritas from scratch before. And so we just went out and bought a bunch of limes. And it takes a shitload of lime juice to make a pitcher of margaritas if you're making them from scratch. So it's like one cup of lime juice, which was about eight limes. And then just like a couple other mixed things from there. It was pretty good. Um, and then we made some food. Yeah, uneventful weekend. <laughs> We're still trapped in our houses here, so. And lots of nice. lost. This way. Well, okay. Well, um, on Saturday, I went on a hike. I think we did like six and a half miles. It was a pretty good one. Nice. Um, so that was pretty cool. And then, uh, and then, yeah, I played croquet with Steve on Sunday for our first installation of rosé and croquet. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, croquet is a little bit more difficult than I had thought. I definitely did the worst. And uh, my fiance, Erica, actually, I think was second to Steve. She was pretty close to, she's doing pretty well. But Steve's grass is also like very, uh, uh, it's there's shit. a lot of the, ups the, and downs. The lawn, the lawn is pretty shitty. It's, <laughs> a lot but of it's not like it's a shitty lawn. It's just like, I oh, think no, it's great, play, but- croquet you need like a very well flat manicured lawn it's just like a normal lawn you know what i mean so but yeah croquet is an interesting sport i've never played before and i never understood how to play until yesterday and it took a while to get through one entire game so it was pretty interesting and then we're drinking rosé and i got way too drunk i haven't gotten (laughs) that drunk in a while um and i was hung over today pretty badly for the first time in a while, which was, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just interesting. I haven't had a real bad hangover for a bit. So today kind of sucked, but you know, I feel great now. And, uh, so I'm ready to wake up tomorrow and be super productive. And, uh, yeah. What about you, Robert? Um, <clears throat> I had a, I had a good weekend. It was my niece's graduation party, which graduating high school in 2020 is probably the worst thing I could imagine because there's no prom, there's no graduation and there's no good outlook on where you're going to go to call or how you're going to go to college. So, um, we tried to make a fun party for it and it seemed like everyone had a good time, a bunch of family and it was, it was nice. And then a friend of ours had a birthday yesterday and, uh, that was fun. And yeah, it was, that was it. That was just, that was it. And, uh, I don't have much else to say. Other than that, uh, I want to say hi to Dieter because Dieter is on. And, Dieter. Uh, it's always good to see him here. And hello to Mike Fostet as well and Bruce and everyone watching. And uh, Dieter just said he was drinking a Captain Morgan and Coke at 6 a.m. in Belgium, which I think is just disgusting. But um, <laughs> as, long as, he's, as long as he's drinking, I guess we should talk about what we're drinking. There you go. Good segue. Huh? See, we're getting good. I went to uh, I went to Docent on uh, was that on Saturday and uh, went down there and had some brews in their amazing Korean Reuben uh, that they serve there, which is like just the best grilled cheese that you're ever gonna have. Um, it was amazing, and I picked up some gimmies. So I'm having a gimme IPA from Docent, and it is delicious. Solid, Henry. Nice. I am drinking 
some fresh soda stream. Oh, mm. yeah. They got a soda stream guy. here, and I'm totally getting one when I come back to California. Aren't they awesome? They're pretty freaking awesome. Oh. They're just, once you get used to them, you have to refill them like every two yeah. seconds. Yeah. That's the problem. <laughs> You find out you can drink one of those like little liters yeah. in, in one sitting, and right. then you have to refill the whole thing and then do the whole process again, which is like so a one-minute process. But which, you know. uh, which Do you have one? Mm-hmm. Which flavors do you have? Oh, uh, we don't use that. You I use, use Stevia flavors. Drops. Oh, okay. Um, which is a different thing. I got yeah, into yeah. that when I, my old boss couldn't have sugar. It's this whole crazy uh, thing yeah, that... Uh, uh-huh. Like, they make all these flavored stevia drops that are almost the same thing as that. Right. Like, I have a root beer stevia drops, and that's oh usually God. what I would use. It sounds crazy. Yeah, they just have the soda stream drops here. They have, like, a lime and a raspberry, so I just put both of them in. And Ooh. Crazy I've, dog. I've, I've, can't do I've that. graduated from not knowing what a soda stream is when I first got here to, like, they have, like, three bottles in their fridge, and I basically just drink all three of them and then just refill them so that they have some in the morning or whatever. I stopped using the ones in my house because Amanda yelled at me too many times that they weren't full and I was using them and (laughs) not refilling them. So now I just don't use them anymore. I make sure that I drink one and refill one. No, I'm totally, totally want to get one of these. It's a game changer. I, we went through, we've had it for, I think a year. We went through Mm -hmm. like two of those CO2 canisters already. Oh, wow. Really? (laughs) Yeah. But we use it like a lot, so yeah. people know to get it for us for Christmas now. They'll get us CO two canisters. CO2 canisters. I know what it gets you for Christmas now. <laughs> oh, hell yeah! Or your birthday. Oh yeah, my birthday is coming, coming up, up next. Which means yeah. birthday is coming up too. Yep. Yeah. What are you drinking, Andrew? I am drinking. I went shopping today, so I actually had time to prepare. Which, by Ooh. the way, I was looking at. Uh, uh, we went to Target by my house. The the sparkling water section was so picked over it was so crazy there was like only you know maybe 10 different boxes of things but it looked like it was just like completely emptied out <laughs> there's like almost nothing and i was like is this like the you know new toilet paper like people are just going after these sparkling <laughs> Every, everyone's just been watching and listening to the podcast and want to get yeah. in your in warren's <laughs> level I got an aha. I found out today that mm-hmm. aha is owned by Coke. So just think about that as you're shopping full, through stuff. It's the Dasani it, of is it full of sugar. Water. Is it full of no. other things? Oh, but this does have caffeine in it, I guess. Uh, there you go. This is, it's a gr- citrus and green tea. Aha. And so when trying new stuff and you buy a case of stuff, you know the feeling that you had when you don't like something and you take the first drink of it and you go, oh, man, this kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah. But then you just bought seven more of them that right. you're going to have yeah. to cycle through. Yeah. That's how I felt after drinking this. Oh, It's no. fine. Um, but it kind of tastes like drinking a candle. <laughs> so oh. that makes sense. It has this, like, like waxy. Warn you around candles a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never drank Candily. one. <laughs> It's very you drink candy. A candle by accident. It's just no. like going in your house. Oh, like the Simpsons, where Homer yeah. drinks the candle so he can uh, eat the mm-hmm. hot chili, hot chili yeah. at the contest or whatever. You always, he, I was literally thinking to myself, no one was gonna get that, so I wasn't gonna bring it up. Oh, that's the one. And then he and starts just, tripping out because he eats the super hot yeah, yeah. pepper. Yeah, that's classic at Simpsons. Episode. Uh, Johnny Cash <laughs> was the voice of the coyote. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. 
That's Anyways, awesome. uh, it's not very good. It's okay. <laughs> uh, not a moment. I'm sure yeah, it'd be great if you were ha, into but, uh, drinking uh, the whole no. yeah. the, I, I had the apple ginger one the other day. That one was better, but I'm not like a huge apple guy. I have a couple more. There's like a black cherry coffee one, and then something else that was like cherry flavored. So a couple coming up, hopefully, in the next weeks here. Nice. Right. More? All right, well, <clears throat> I am drinking a Pellegrino. Oh, uh, what are these? Mm. What are these? They're kind of like Italian sodas. I wouldn't consider this a sparkling water because it does it's a, have it's like... A soda. Yeah, it's a soda. It's it has blood like, orange flavor, right? Yeah, blood orange flavor. Oh, those are so good. Yeah, they are very I good. Those. I love oh, these sorts of things. Those. But Henry's I mean, really excited about this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the, but the real reason that I had switched over to sparkling water in the first place was primarily because of the sugar intake. Mm. And I love sugary sodas. I mean, I feel like most people do. And when you start to realize how much sugar is in each can, it's actually mind blowing. Um, and then you switch over to like bubbly water and it is almost the same thing. You know, you don't lose that much. So that's why I initially switched to bubbling water, but, um, Every now and then I'll get some of these things, and uh, this one, this blood orange one's really good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's what I'm drinking. But it's actually empty, so I'll have to get something else somewhere in the podcast. What about you, Robert? What you got? Um, I'm just drinking an- another Robert John iced tea. Well, except Ooh. today there's a pink straw in it because I felt like that was appropriate. Mm. Um, so, if there's someone who could tell us what a Robert John iced tea is, you get a shout out. Who, oh, yeah. Whoever the first one in the chat. Yeah, and then I have an adjacent that. story mm-hmm. to what Warren was talking about with the sugar stuff. So I I haven't drank soda in like I don't know probably over ten years because Long of that. Time. Like when I was a kid, I stopped drinking soda because I was like gained a bunch of weight. And I stopped drinking soda and I like lost a ton of weight. So um, I haven't drank soda in a long time. Mm-hmm. But we've been doing like low sugar or uh, like alternative sweetened. Uh, uh, ice cream bars and ice cream and stuff like that. Have you guys ever heard of Halo Top or like all these other yeah, yeah. sort of ice cream flavors? So I, I do it because I'm pre-diabetic. Like everyone on my mom's side of the family was diabetic. I'm going to be diabetic probably if I if I can keep my stuff in check. I won't have to deal with all that stuff. But um, so that's what I think about it anyway. So I've always thought about it because I've always grown up with my mom like having some kind of weird alternative sweetener or something like that. But uh, we we've been getting all this ice cream that has like it's either sweetened with uh, it's called erythritol or other things like that like stevia all those are good and uh we finally like broke down and got a pint of ben and jerry's i think we got uh like fish food or something like that yeah dude with the marshmallow and like the the fish fudge chunks oh yeah and uh we had it and I, I've been eating all this stuff with like no sugar in it and then i had this <laughs> thing and it was like almost like eating you know like taking a drug or something yeah it's like i was like thinking about it going like oh my god i need more of this yeah. <laughs> and I, uh we went back and i literally i've never done with this, this with the uh erythritol one but i got like another bowl of this fish food and i never do that and then uh <laughs> the next day i went back and just ate the whole rest of the pint like in one sitting and i was like what the what the hell you yeah. know well, and your justification is like, oh, always like this is like real sugar, yeah. in it, and it's really addictive. And I've been like not, you know, drinking anything or eating <laughs> anything that much sugar in it. So, oh man, this is That's like hilarious. you know, 
ODing on something and yeah. then going like, oh, I need more. And then basically we were like, uh, we're not adult enough to have Ben and Jerry's in the house. <laughs> we can't have it in the house anymore. Or, we're or not get, responsible enough. Humans yeah. can't eat Ben and Jerry's. We can't or, even have it. Or spring for then, the court because I feel like the pint is just like, you're like, ah, oh, it's only a pint. Like that's not, It's not that much ice cream, you know? I, I don't think that would work. I think that's doubly bad. <laughs> I just end up eating the whole court. Yeah. Ben and Jerry's makes uh, non-dairy uh, flavors or ice cream now as well. Don't tell me these cool. things. Which which I try not to do a lot of dairy other than cheese because I don't know how to not do cheese. But yeah. everything else. So they have Ben and Jerry's has a almond milk ice cream. Oh, uh, nice. Now and they, they have a lot of the flavors of normal Ben and Jerry's. It's just non-dairy. So. There you go. Still plenty of sugar, though. Yeah. I put down a pint of uh, Chunky Monkey on <laughs> was it Wednesday. <laughs> it's so easy. It was amazing. It, yeah. it, it, it was so the same fast. thing. I, I actually put it, took it out of the pint uh, thing and took like half and put it in a bowl and then put, brought the bowl to my room and I was watching something on uh, on Netflix and then I got done with it and I'm like, I'm just going to go back and get the other <laughs> See? <laughs> I was like, I don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. in there or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was crazy. <laughs> well, yeah, cheese I, I is never, supposed I to be like, like, I think it's just a dairy thing, right? Because isn't cheese supposed to be just as addictive as heroin or some shit? Or? What? <laughs> it, it, it triggers the same thing. It triggers the same thing. But I do the same thing with like cereal, which I don't use dairy in my cereal, but I've never only had one bowl. Like you have one bowl of cereal and you're like, well, I could probably use some more. Yeah. So I can't have cereal in the house either. God. I don't keep anything in the house. I'm just like, anything I can't eat a hundred of, I don't keep in the house. <laughs> oh, Bruce said that they bought some keto ice cream tonight. Yeah, we got some of that stuff too. I think it's like the Halo Top or things like that. It's still really good. Like, especially if you do the keto ones, like the keto butter pecan is oh. amazing. It's so good because <clears throat> they just double down on the butter. <laughs> yeah. I That's also amazing. think uh, Mike got the the Robert John iced tea, right? Well, he said and something else. If if he doesn't know what the something else is, did he really get it? But isn't it specifically uh, Jack Daniels? Uh, for me, yes, it's specifically Jack Daniels. You, but, I mean, Jack Daniels. people can use whatever bourbon they technically want to. Mike is actually or, correct or whiskey. as far as my interpretation of the Robert John iced tea. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. I... I do do mine with bullet bourbon. Just missing the, the, the garnish. Yeah. I do like the garnish, yeah. I uh what's the what's the name for the sacrilege Robert John Iced Tea where it's a rye whiskey with Oh that's what uh, you can't soda and bitters. I mean that's what I drink. <laughs> it's the uh <laughs> it doesn't have the same effect. It's the dark side Robert John Iced Tea or something. <laughs> yeah. It's angry Robert on John. Negative, yeah. <laughs> The negative Robert John Iced Tea. Yeah. The Robert John Iced Tea. Gross. I like it. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Darth. Darth Robert <laughs> John Iced Tea. That's funny. yeah. We don't even have to talk about it. Henry. <laughs> some people were bringing up uh, Peter Green passing away. Yeah. Uh, that just happened. I guess I just heard about that last night. Yeah. Did that happen? I'm not sure if that happened yesterday or the day before or two days ago. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Um, I, to be honest, I wasn't thinking about that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty nuts. Uh, cause he is kind of the dude as far as 
like aside from Eric Clapton, he's kind of the dude as far as like the Brit, the whole British blues rock thing. Like basically all that stuff happening in the sixties. It's it's basically like Eric Clapton and Peter Green were kind of the dudes that were from around there that sort of changed the game. And I know there's a famous quote from B.B. King where he actually said that he thought Peter Green was the, the best blues guitar player he had heard. And so he was the original guy, the original player in Fleetwood Mac, original guitarist Fleetwood Mac, and one of the lead vocalists. And that's actually my favorite uh, incarnation of Fleetwood Mac. So, yeah, it's a uh, – and I know he had had – he had health uh, – had had – health problems for a while um he kind of like retired from music for a long time just due to like mental health issues and and just hasn't kind of been all there or hadn't rather kind of been all there the last couple of years um the last sort of thing i heard about him was that that kirk hammett from metallica had bought his famous les paul guitar that he had recorded a bunch of stuff with so yeah it's pretty sad it's a bummer definitely um Peter Green was, is a pretty big deal as far as the whole lineage of the kind of blues rock as a genre, basically. I'll have to do something on that. Maybe next week I'll do a little nod and talk about something like that. But uh, sure. but uh, I wasn't thinking about it. I wish I had been thinking about that when I decided to do what I did, decided to do this week. But uh, <laughs> this week um, I want to talk about a group called Cactus. Uh, I've actually gotten a few requests from people in the comments to talk about this band actually over the last, I don't know, however long it's been since we've done it. So I finally cracked and decided to do it. And um, this is kind of one of the, you know, like just a couple tiers beneath, say, like a Led Zeppelin or something like that. Like, but in that same vein of like the heavy, heavy blues rock thing. And that was sort of the end thing at like the late 60s early 70s basically like the heavy blues rock band with the screaming vocalist was kind of like the in thing basically and um it was a super group i would say uh they had carmen apis who's a legendary drummer mm-hmm. that was uh famously uh famous famously uh, like a big influence of john bonham from led zeppelin uh and john bonham has a famous quote where he they were having a conversation and Carmen Appas goes to John Bonham and he goes, Hey, where did you uh, learn that fill from? And he was like, Oh, I learned that from you. You did this fill on this record. And Carmen was like, what fill are you talking about? And then sure enough, he went back and listened to the song. He was like, Oh my God. And it's that triplet thing. And he was like, I didn't even know I did that. So he was in a group called Vanilla Fudge and also played drums at one point for Rod Stewart. Um, the other, uh, another member was Tim Bogert, who was also in the group Vanilla Fudge. And uh, interestingly enough, he played with uh, Walter Trout more recently in nice. a group called Blue Thunder that uh, I've heard from Walt- Walter Trout a few times, uh, some stories that he's told me. Uh, and it was a super group with Walter Trout and Tim Bogart on bass and Bill Ward from Black Sabbath on drums. And uh, Ooh, if you nice. look up, look it up on like YouTube and stuff like that. You can actually find recordings of them playing together and it's super fucking awesome. Damn. Um, and then the guitarist was a guy named Jim McCarty. Who's actually, I think a really important American blues rock guitar player. Um, his style is very just, it's kind of got its own thing going on and uh, definitely 
sort of like he, he collaborated with Jimi Hendrix at one point and then also played guitar for Buddy Miles. Just kind of, you know, another guy that just wasn't as famous as other people, but I think his influence is really, really important. And the vocalist was a guy named Rusty Day who had previously been in a band with a young Ted Nugent. So there's some cool sort of offshoots. It's really interesting looking into the history of these guys and seeing the different groups they played in. And um, apparently this band was supposed to include Jeff Beck on guitar, but he got into some sort of an accident and uh, was out of commission for kind of basically when this band was formed. Um, And then interestingly enough, after the record, I am going to talk to you guys about today. uh, The guitar player, Jim McCarty actually quit the band and the band basically just kind of self-destructed. So then Tim Bogert, the bass player and Carmen Apis, the drummer, did wind up forming their supergroup with Jeff Beck after the band dissolved, which was a group called Beck, Bogert, and Apis. Another super awesome blues rock record. And uh, they are, as recently as 2016, touring with Carmen Apis and Jim McCartney. And the band is from Long Island, New York. And the group, or the song, rather, I want to talk about today is a song called Evil which uh, was written by Willie Dixon, who is basically, he basically wrote all of the Chicago blues standards that you know, um, what, like, You Shook Me and all that sort of stuff, uh, all these great songs that, that uh, bands have covered. And it was its most famous version, at least in the, like, Straight Ahead Blues realm, was done uh, by Howlin' Wolf. He's got a couple different renditions he's done um, over the years. So this is uh, Cactus 1971 off the record Restrictions. This song is called Evil.
Yeah. Water bone. Yeah. That was dope. I like dude. that track. I've definitely heard that track before, and I don't know if that's from just you playing it in the van on the road or it could have been from somewhere. Possible. But I really like that track. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Just, you know, return to form. I feel like I I this is kind of the uh there's there were a lot of bands in this era that that never were quite as famous and all kind of had a, an interesting take on the whole heavy blues rock thing. So uh, I tend to seek those bands out. I like talking about them and kind of connecting the dots between all the different groups that were coming out back then and making super awesome stuff. And Cactus is definitely one of them. And when I was a young, a young drumming lad, uh, my first drum kit book to learn rhythms and learn how to play the drums was a Carmen I don't I used to say Carmen Apis because I didn't know the Carmen Apis book yeah I, I still have it somewhere I don't actually know either it could be right. either one to be completely honest I've heard Apis I've heard Apacy I've heard all the things piece. yeah 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 Is that like and a- I never knew and I had, I had the same book growing up and I've seen that name a million times it's just yep. like you know yeah is it Peisty? Is it Peisty? <laughs> is it, you know, I feel like there's all these brand names that no one can agree on how to say. Right. Yeah. And I never knew who he was until like, you know, eight years ago. Right. Or something. Like, I, I, just, I only knew him from the book. Yeah. Uh, the photo of him in that book, he's in, he's always in like a Fred Flintstone costume. Like, he has like a giant afro. Yeah. And he has a big beard. Yeah. And he yeah. almost looks like a cartoon character. Yeah, he does. He's super funny looking. He's in this like you know leopard print like giant yeah. <laughs> overcoat thing that looks like Fred Flintstone. That's the best yeah. way to describe it. He's a kook. I love it. He's- he definitely does. Uh, uh, John Bonham definitely owes him some royalty checks yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, because you know he came first. You yeah, know? yeah. That's uh, why. So and then yeah, like he is the. The best unknown drummer of that era. And not yeah. that he's unknown. I feel like if you know him, you know him. But he's like nowhere near as famous as John Bonham. Yeah, era. yeah, absolutely. And they're they're not that far apart, like age-wise or anything like that. It was just like maybe two or three years of time difference. But Zeppelin just kind of exploded. And, uh, and it's funny because Bonham was totally listening to all the shit he was doing and kind of ripping a lot of it off, but putting his own spin on it. But but like Carmen was super innovative with the style he was doing because nobody was really kind of doing that until Bonham, basically. It's like jazz stuff mixed mm-hmm. with that blue stuff. It's mm-hmm. like that, you know, that dig it, dig it, dig it. People were doing yeah. that in the jazz era. Yeah. But not in that context. Yeah. Right. yeah. It, it was either playing a beat or not playing a beat, mm-hmm. you know, and being super abstract. And this was just like, making playing a beat a lot busier right yeah so it was yeah it was pretty new for the times right and this is 74 but yeah there was a bunch of vanilla fudge records like before this right Uh, yeah vanilla fudge was around in the like mid to late 60s i think they started in like 66 or 67 yeah you keep me hanging on check that out by vanilla fudge that's a good recording 74, what Zeppelin record are we on by that point? Uh, so the most recent record at that point would have been Houses of the Holy in 73. Yeah, so Zeppelin has already gone past this sort of blues rock sound and sort yeah. of starts evolving into all this other shit that like yeah. really much yeah. harder to describe than Zeppelin 1 or Zeppelin 2, where it's like right. really blues rock. Right. So they're already on another planet by the time, like, you know, in... 
it might be why this record is not as widely known, or I don't know if it was super popular in its time. Right. I'm just talking out of context, but like, yeah. that was if Zeppelin one was huge in '69, and this is sort of yeah, this is record. Yeah, this one came out in '71, which would have been the same year as Zeppelin four. So it was like kind of you know, it's all in that same era, and like Zeppelin is definitely partially responsible for that stuff sort of blowing up, mm-hmm. and it's also like like when Jimi Hendrix passed away he all of a sudden got way more popular. And so that was another part of it too, where people were like looking for the heavy like blues thing. And it was like kind of the musical fad in certain circles at the time, basically. And that was right around the time that Zeppelin was sort of popping off and like 69, 70, 71, just like heavy blues rock band thing. And this isn't far off from those records that we listen to all the time, which uh, like Electric Mud and uh, yeah. uh-huh. what's the other one, the Howlin' Wolf record? Oh, that, yeah, that is, uh, yeah, that's the Howlin', it's just Howlin' Wolf because it has that big thing that's White like, this cover. Is, yeah, with the And those records on. are way before all of this, right? Like this those is Those like, are this, this era, 69. Really? Yeah, those records came out in 69 or 70, I'm pretty sure. And, so it's uh, all happening at the same time. Yeah, and, and I'm fairly certain that this version of this song, because uh, this song is actually on that Howlin' Wolf record, mm-hmm. but it's it's redone in like the funky, mucky, like funk style, basically. Funk blues style. Mm-hmm. And so then Cactus took that recording and they're like, oh, listen to Howlin' Wolf's new thing. Because before that, it was just a blues song. <clears throat> and then in, in the six or uh, 69 or whatever, he recorded that record. And so I think Cactus heard it because there are some pretty notable similarities between the Howlin' Wolf version on that record and this version by Cactus. So I think they heard it and they were like, oh, let's like turn yeah. this into a funky, heavy rock song. Yeah, like, what's your version of that? That's cool. Mm-hmm. No, it was rad. Like, right yeah. away. Like, oh, I know where this is going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good it stuff. It was like Zeppelin, but, like, he, the, he couldn't yeah. play, hit Robert Plant's notes. Right. <laughs> but it, like, had all the other characteristics. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, and there's the guitar the players doing, like, the, the Hendrixy octave sound thing and super fuzzy rad bands of vibratos yeah. and shit. And, and the fills was rad. Sorry, I, feel like, I feel like the fills are like super like like Sabbathy too. You oh know, yeah, that, like he, you know he must have been a big influence mm-hmm. on them too because like those like pauses with those like I feel like I love the 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 UK like uh, the Europe was always about triplets. You know, what right. I mean? you always get a lot of those like or like the different timing things. I just love all that sort of stuff. Yeah, there's like there's like John Bonham from from Zeppelin. There's Bill Ward from Black Sabbath, and the other guy that did a lot of that sort of stuff was Ian Pace from Deep Purple. Yeah, I feel like they all kind of did their own sort of branching off of the like bring the big band style into the super heavy super group rock sound. It's cool. Dug it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm so far I'm back. into this quarantine. I, like, how long have we been? This is episode 20 of Live from Quarantine. This is our 20th time getting together remotely. My God. Oh, that is crazy. 20 weeks wow. of. Yeah, what? It's, it's crazy. Almost half of the time has been remote. Yeah. Oh, my God. So we've had two tours canceled so far. Yeah. We've had. Uh, yeah, like all of our in-town shows. There's no in-town shows happening. There's no, and then I feel like live streams were cool for a second, and I appreciate everyone still doing them. But then mm-hmm. after a month or two, everyone's like, "Okay, 
I, I can only watch so many live streams. You just sort of get immune to live streams, you know? Yeah. It is. It's just another cycle through the Instagram. It doesn't even matter if it's a live stream or not. You're just like, yeah, it is just is what it is. Yeah, this is crazy. How are you guys? Uh, I'm going to think of a topic while we're talking about this stuff, but I just like, it's just like another reset, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like where yeah. it's like, oh, this is really happening pretty much uh, almost throughout the rest of the year, right? Right. Yep. So that's what I'm assuming, at least that yeah. uh, you know, if we get something cool, but like the rest of our years, we're like pretty much toast. So, yeah. how are you guys holding up? Uh, it's it's up and down, man. It's mm-hmm. uh, there. There's some days uh, that are a lot easier than others, and uh, I mean, definitely being around when it's safe to be around people, and you know, being able to like seeing you guys. Like in person, you know, the other night was was amazing. Seeing Warren yesterday was amazing. Yeah, because for so much of this, like I've just been home and like I was talking with with my roommate Ryan about it, um, and we just feel both feel super blessed that like we've had each other through this time. Like we've done a lot of cooking and like played a lot of video games and like we both mm-hmm. have been working from home. Uh, Ryan teaches a lot of uh, private lessons for uh, drums, piano, and guitar from home. And so it's just been, you know, figuring out the schedule. But uh, both of us have really tried to, you know, remain respectful to each other of, you know, time and noise and space and all that kind of stuff. And it's been really cool just, like, getting to bro down with him and get to know him better over over this last couple months. Because um, before that, like, we'd always just be running around, you know, all over town in different directions and unless we were playing together we hardly ever saw each other you know during the day because we were always in different places um so that's been cool but yeah it's it's tough man like i'm i'm definitely you know reorganizing my room and moving things around to have a better setup like i feel like every couple weeks it's just these little tiny movements to be more comfortable and uh be able to really just hunker down and work from home and whatever that looks like and creating and you know it's like this is as far as i can tell like this is how it's going to be until something changes and mm-hmm. what and those changes are going to have nothing to do with me like i my contribution to being to enacting that change is you know so minuscule but i'm trying to do my part and like you know, stay home when, when I have to stay home and like, you know, wearing masks when I go out and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And, you know, it's a little different around you guys sometimes because, you know, we spend so much time together normally, but even with this, like just doing this over the internet has been, you know, a, a means to an end and it's been working, but it's uh, also, you know, it's like we, we talked about it and it's like, you know, we're going to stay safe and only get together like when we have to actually be in the same room, you know, and, uh, and that's been good. And I'm, I'm proud of everybody for, for staying safe and being aware and being responsible and all that, but it's tough, man. And there's, uh, you trying to look, I'm constantly trying to look for silver linings and stuff. And some days it's really hard. And other days I'm just like, fuck it. I'm going to do whatever I want. And hopefully it'll turn into making money and keeping a roof over my head and stuff. But, you know, I don't know. Some days you got to eat a pint of Ben and Jerry's. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Right. I, I was talking to my mom uh, 
about a week ago and and she was she was just saying she was like you know like like all of your i was just venting to her for a while and and uh and she was like you know like you're you're completely valid in your feelings and frustrations in this but like also like realize like everybody's in the same boat like and that doesn't invalidate your feelings but know that like the whole world is going through shit right now and Mm -hmm. so just you know try to focus out a little more instead of focus in if you need to but also like you know focus out and and use the time to do the things that you didn't normally have that time to do and that was i I just think that was some good advice but yeah yeah henry well um so I, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but but basically the reason why I'm out here is is I kind of I kind of reached a, a breaking point myself mentally a few weeks ago um, that was really really difficult, and um, basically just with my mental health and stuff, um, I've I've been on and off medication for mental health since I was around 17 and um, mostly off. Like the vast majority of the time has been off. But, uh, but, and I've seen therapists and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, it just kind of reached ahead and, um, I was at home alone and just kind of went through this couple day period where, uh, my anxiety was just like beyond anything I've ever experienced before. And, um, just getting, uh, just get, you know, my equilibrium of what I'm normally used to doing, um, what I had grown accustomed to in what's been, you know, my short adult life so far. Uh, but it's what I've gotten used to. I'm used to going out to bars and playing three, four nights a week and seeing friends and, you know, just kind of going all over town and having my fair share of being a homebody, but most of the time just kind of doing whatever I want. And, and most of that involves playing music with other people, like pretty much nonstop. And, um, I think it just reached a breaking point. Like it just, my brain just kind of snapped and was like, I can't do this anymore. And, um, so the, the, basically I was on a phone call with my mom and she was like, well, do you need to come out here? Like, you know, if you need to come out here, like we should figure out how to make that work. And I was like, yeah, I, I think I just need to see you guys. And, you know, I, this is after, you know, like I lived with my mom and my stepdad and my brother 80% of the time until I was like 19 basically. And, um, then I lived with my brother for a while and then he moved to the East coast as well, uh, to Brooklyn. And, um, you know, I just basically got used to not seeing them a lot, not really seeing my family very much after living with them for a long time. And I think this just kind of put it over the edge with like, you know, it was always a little difficult just because I miss them so much and we always get along so well. And this just kind of put it over the edge, you know, it's, it's, uh, and just my living situation. I'm not around people a lot. Um, my roommate was kind of in and out. Um, so it's like, yeah, it just, it just reached a point and it was like, man, like I need to just do this until I feel better basically or something or feel like I can kind of handle this for a while. So, so I'm good. I'm, I'm here now, you know, I'm, I, I talked to you guys on the phone kind of when it happened and it was not doing well. And, um, now I feel fine. I feel good. I'm really happy to be around my family and stuff. And especially after not seeing them for a long time, um, it's really nice. And just kind of getting to sort of be somewhere where, you know, people are kind of already social distancing here. 
there's a million people that live in like literally there's a million people that live in the entire state of Maine. Mm. And in this county, there's maybe, I don't know, maybe a hundred thousand people. I don't know. Um, and there's like 3000 cases in the state, like total to date and like a hundred deaths or something like that. So it's like, it's, it's almost like it doesn't even exist here in a, in a way, just because it's like small town, like, kind of thing so i'm really really and i'm and i'm really 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 fortunate that i have the opportunity to be able to get away and Mm -hmm. um do this and and you know have the have the means to be able to support doing this kind of thing basically and i'm still able to pay my rent back home and stuff like that so so yeah andrew cool well it's good Uh, that you're out there yes I feel like my thought process a lot of the time is try to figure out what I can control in the situation, what right. I can't control in the situation, and then if I can't control whatever it is that I'm trying to fix, like really diligently trying to not do anything about it. Because I feel like it's really easy to go, for me at least, if, I, if I'm if i like, oh, I should be doing this, like let me, you know, or... Uh, we should be playing shows. Let's figure out how to play shows. Oh my mm-hmm. God, let's play shows. And I'm like, I can't do anything about that. Yeah. And every time we try to do something about it, they get canceled or something mm-hmm. happens. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm here. I am willing to play shows. And when they come back, they will come back. But if I can't do anything about it, I can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And that means I'm 100% not going to worry about it. Like, period. Mm-hmm. I know it's different for me because I work doing other stuff. So I'm still right. pretty busy. And I feel like that has a lot to do with um, me not feeling this as much. It's like, I still have stuff to do every day. The difference between just, um, like workload, like the best thing for your mental health, I feel like sometimes is just being busy. Yes. You don't have time to think about stuff. Mm -hmm. And I am blessed to be working because I, it's filling my time. You know what I mean? So it's less like, I hit I hit a weekend and I don't feel bad about sitting there all day watching Lost or something or cooking food and watching Lost because I I did something that week. Mm-hmm. But it, I, I could understand like the other side where if I really couldn't work and like trying to figure out how to stay right like calm during that it would be very yeah. very difficult for me. I'd find another job or something. I'd go work somewhere else and do right. something I I didn't enjoy. Because I know it'd be better for me overall, or if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, but uh, I feel like I'm doing good, and I feel like I'm I'm just trying to do the things I can control. I'm playing that stupid boxing game over and over again. I've lost a ton of weight and like gained a bunch of muscle playing a video game, like a, like a VR video game. And I'm just like, okay, what are more things I could do that'll be good? You know, start demoing stuff. I've been practicing a lot. I've been just trying to get mm-hmm. you know. Uh, 1% better every day. And if I can mm-hmm. do that, that means we'll come out of this. It will be, you know, a better person than when we started this whole thing. And if I don't, if, if, if that's what happens, I just get 1% better every day at whatever I'm trying to get better at. Then I accomplish something really well during this time. You know, it's not about trying to go like, okay, let, like let me paint the Mona Lisa in a week or something like that. It's like, I'm just going to keep trying to get slightly better at things I'm already doing. I feel like that's how I've been trying to spend my time. It's really just being patient, but it's tough. Yeah, patience is Mm -hmm. definitely not an easy thing, especially 
now and with cabin fever and you know all that kind of stuff. But that's awesome, man. I yeah. Like that. Well, um, well, yeah. I don't know. It's pretty interesting. Um, for some people who who don't know, um, I worked at a production company that did high uh, mass gathering sort of event production. And at first I got furloughed and then I was completely let go in June. Um, and I had worked at that company for eight and a half years. And so just like figuring out what to do next is interesting, but it's nice because, um, you know, I, I enjoyed the company that I work for, but when you go to a company, you're working for somebody else and, you know, the event industry can be somewhat stressful from time to time just with gear failing and all that sort of stuff. So it was a, it can be a high stress environment and, um, you know, doing that for eight hours and then coming home, you know, and then knowing mm -hmm. that you still need to practice, you still need to, you know, make dinner, you still need to do all the things for yourself, everything that you need to do. You've already, you've already been at work for eight hours. It's hard to, um, to fit everything in, especially being in a band, you know, another like peer behind the curtain here. Obviously we do the podcast, uh, Monday nights, which is, you know, we go from eight 30 to about 10, but we also have a meeting before that. And on Tuesday nights we practice. So, you know, if you work eight hours a day, Monday and Tuesday are completely booked. And then you might have a show on a weeknight or something, which is another night that's completely booked. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not upset that I lost my job. I mean, it sucks that I lost my job and I understand, but for me, it's been really, uh, it's been nice because I've been able to do a lot of stuff for the band on the back end. And like, even though sometimes, um, you know, we'll work a full day. Like, you know, if we have band practice or the podcast, I could be working from eight 30 to, eight o'clock or 10 o'clock at night on various things for the band or myself. But like the, the feeling at the end of the day is not mental fatigue. It's like uh, accomplishment. So um, I guess what I'm saying in a long way is like going from something that working for somebody else to, as opposed to doing something that you really care about and putting in time to something and not to say I didn't care about my job, but like, you know, the band is what we really want to do and putting effort into that and myself has been super, uh, I don't know, it feels better. I go to bed and I'm not mentally fatigued. I'm not stressed, even though in some cases, again, I could be working more hours. So, um, you know, I think it's given me time to focus on myself and just to focus on, um, you know, the band and, um, you know, just making that time. I, I saw a quote somewhere that was like, you know, we're never ever going to be able to get this time back mm -hmm. right now and although it sucks and we can't play shows like it's such a uh it's such a unique thing that is going on right now so if you're if you're wasting this time it's like you know you're only going to get one shot to better yourself or learn something new or start working out or make a new habit and um yeah i feel like if you look on the positive side you know there there is things that you can do and and uh, again mental health is at the utmost importance and mm -hmm. patience and respect for people and understanding that you know everybody's doing their own thing in life and you know uh i don't know i feel like it's been good for me even though the whole entire situation is completely shitty again losing my job and not knowing what i'm gonna do and it could be super like stressful and it is and i have bad days but like 
I just feel calm knowing that I'm doing what I want to be doing and I'm putting in the time and yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I've been scheduling all my time every half hour of every single day I've written on an, down on an Excel document since, uh, since like COVID started it's crazy. Almost borderline obsessive, but like I'll put in like, you know, practice or stuff yeah. for myself, like working out and band stuff and stuff with my family. And yeah, you just keep on, uh, keep on keeping on and try to better yourself with this time and don't squander it. Mm-hmm. So what about you, Robert? Uh, I mean, I, I, I feel like it's a, it's a little bit of what everyone said. I'll put into one. I mean, like Steve said, you know, I mean, like there's there's good days and bad days and there's good weeks and bad weeks. And there's, you know, it just kind of is like this wave, you know, and, and it's like, yeah. you know, you just kind of hopefully that the wave just keeps being bigger than, you know, only goes down for a little bit. Um, so I've had a couple of times, you know, like Henry was talking about throughout this thing. It's, but you know, then then the next day it's all, you know, I feel back to better. And I, you know, I've been doing a lot of work. Um as well, you know, just like Andrew was saying, like, I mean, I've been filling my days with uh, <clears throat> a lot of work um, that isn't really band related at all, um, but it, it's keeping me busy and it's keeping the, uh, you know, a roof over my head. And then um, and I, and I enjoy it when it, which it comes to Warren, where it's like, you know, I, I am accomplishing things during the day. So it's not, um, you know, when I get home, I'm like, cool, I, I, I did these things. It's not, you know, a waste of a day. And then, you know, and and when it just comes, when I wrap my head around the whole thing, you know, I don't, I'm not, I usually am like on the social side. I like going out to bars and I like going out to dinner and I like being with friends and, and, you know, being that kind of guy. And I feel like the bars shutting down and not being able to go out to dinner, like we used to go out to dinner, it hasn't affected me all that much. You know, I mean, I, I'm enjoying being home and enjoying making dinner at home and, you know, I mean, and if I have to wear a mask to the grocery store for the rest of my life, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. It's not like that big of a deal for me. Yeah. Um, but I think the biggest thing is, you know, the us canceling tours and us canceling, you know, shows that we're we get to perform in front of people. It, it still is tough. You know, it's still tough knowing that we would, you know, during the month of June that we were going to be in Europe playing shows every night. Uh, and just missing that. And, you know, in September, we would be out there playing shows again and, and that's not happening either. So I definitely miss that aspect of my life that has been part of my life for the past 10 years of, you know, right. being in this band and, and always having seen the next tour in the future, you know, and it's usually not, you know, a year away. It's usually like within three months, we're back doing something, whether it's a weekend or a week or, yeah or, you know, or a full on tour. And it's just kind of interesting thing to, to know that, okay, we're not going on tour until 2021 and we are home and then reminding yourself that that's okay. And that's, is what it is. And then when it comes back to what Andrew said, you know, like, don't, don't worry about things that, you know, you can't fix, you know? And I mean, I, I do have a lot of personal stuff coming up this year, um, you know, weddings and, that corner, that sort of thing. So I'm trying to retract my mind and like, remember like, Oh, now you have more time to plan this. Now you have more time to really get behind this and, and figure out how this is going to be accomplished and, and planning stuff. So, um, which has taken a lot of time, you know, I mean the, the first month of this stuff, I wasn't thinking that way. I was just bummed that everything was canceling and life was turned upside down. But take a minute just to sit right there. Anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of how I'm feeling, but I I feel great today, and um, you know, 
just got to keep keep moving on as we go and yeah yeah. yep uh so hopefully not in the making everyone feel bad tradition but in the what are you where are you excited to go in 2021 Mm. slash where are you bummed that we didn't get to go this year like where's your favorite tour stop and this I guess you could pick it however you want, but what I was thinking is more based on the location, not necessarily the show quality or anything like that. Just the like, mm. um, like maybe how it looks, or maybe you know, uh, kind of the idea how, of the place, right? Like, yeah, and you're thinking about, yeah, like yeah. I, I'm thinking about whatever, like maybe a Spanish beach city, or right. is it I was too. Berlin, <laughs> or you know, like one of those places, or you know. Cologne or, you know, like there's such a different vibe or like Bavaria is so different than everything mm-hmm. else that we do, you know, and this is specifically in Europe. So not, yeah. non us European tour. No, but I already, I already got mine. If you want me to go first, if people want to think, <laughs> yeah, go for it. Go for it. So we are touring the UK next year. God, I hope so. Um, we are. And, um, in, when I graduated high school in 2007, that summer, I went to Europe uh, for 22 days and backpacked with my buddies. Um, and we were young and naive and didn't know what the hell we were doing, but it was an amazing experience. And I learned a bunch of stuff. And um, we went to Edinburgh, Scotland. Um, and it, we were there for three days. And it was one of the, the places I've been wanting to go back for however many years it's been since 2007, which I guess is 13 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been wanting to go back there for 13 years and because we travel Europe once or twice a year, you know, it's kind of like saving the European travel for when we go on tour and we're working and it's great. And I haven't been back to, I mean, I think I went to Europe once since then that wasn't a tour. Um, but we get to play in Edinburgh this year. Uh, well, no, in 2021. Mm-hmm. And I'm just super excited to go back to that city and, and hopefully we have time to walk around because it's just nice. It's a it's a great city, and I had a lot of fun there when I was ni- 18 or 19 or whatever year that was, and uh, I'm just excited to go experience what it's like to go play a show there and not be a young, naive 18-year-old and trying yeah. to find the coolest bar we can, and <laughs> if they have absinthe, and, you know. Yeah. So that's what I'm excited for, and I, and I deeply hope that no more dates on our 2021 2021- tour calendar get messed up yeah yeah <laughs> knock on wood seriously i'm really excited for brussels what was it last was it last year that we went to go see blackberry smoke there yes and uh yeah. oh my god and then that time was it last year was it last year or two years ago or was it was it the the first tour that you guys were on in 2018 in the fall i think it, it was, was that 2018 one. in the fall yeah, yeah. we oh, thank you but that was my first time. We did go to Brussels last we got, year too. Well, right? we, we we usually fly into Brussels, so we're yeah, usually yeah. there. But right, but, good Thai food. But yeah, that when Dude, we went and saw Blackberry we Smoke, was yeah, and we with that, it was that amazing Thai food place, and yeah. uh, that was my first time actually like in Brussels, like walking around. Like we've flown into the airport mm-hmm. and stuff, but that was my first time actually being in the city, and I just loved it, and I'm I can't mm-hmm. wait to explore and. And yeah. uh, doing the show at, at the AB and recording a live record and stuff like I've, I was looking forward to that for this tour, you know, so much. 
and uh, and it got pushed back. It's still happening next year, fingers crossed. And uh, but yeah, that's Brussels for me. I'm really excited to go and explore that city a bit. I thought it was absolutely beautiful. The little that we mm-hmm. did see of it, just walking around. I would have to say that this just popped in my brain would be uh, Orleans in France. I really, we, really miss that city. I think we are. I think we are playing there. I'm are we going sure. back there? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I, I have to look at the thing again. But I know we were booked there this year, and then we had to postpone it. So I'm pretty sure it got just got copy-pasted over next year. But, nice. man, that, that's well, that was the first city I ever went to in Europe uh, two years mm. ago, the first time we went. And so there's definitely a bit of uh, – sentimental value on it but on top of that the city is just beautiful and yeah. it's just got that beautiful like white cobblestone everywhere and that amazing church that we went to and um insane. just insane and just even and, and at night there's something about it at night that's just like super magical and rad and uh yeah really excited to go back there and go back to the pizza place that I had to eat at last time because the venue only gave us steaks and I can't eat steak. So I had to go and order a chicken, mushroom, and potato pizza from nice. the, <laughs> the pizza well, joint around the corner. Technically, you didn't want to eat the steak because you don't eat steak. And then right. they gave you a pizza, but oh, you didn't right. like the pizza. I didn't like the pizza. And then you went to go order another pizza, and we all <laughs> got to eat weird. your pizza that you the ordered. And I thought it was amazing, steak. so I was super stoked. So I, I gave my like steak it. to... I didn't like it. it had like a sweet, like the it was like sweet. It, tasted it was like so good. Put like honey on it or something. It was like oh. I'm not into. I don't have a sweet tooth. That's the thing. I don't like. <laughs> I don't like sweet things. I don't like. I want my dinner to be like salty and savory and like spicy only. I don't want anything like sweet on the thing. I'll have like a handful of berries or like a banana for breakfast, but like nothing with it. Like it's just gonna be like the sweet is like over here and everything else is over here. That's perfect because I think our next single coming out is called Handful of Berries. (laughs) (laughs) Mean dog. Can't leak that. Just did. (laughs) You heard it here first. Yeah. And I don't like barbecue sauce either. You're a crazy person. You're out of the band. Most of the time. (laughs) You like barbecue sauce? Most of the time. I I, I found one exception. Uh, there's There's Stubbs barbecue sauce. And there's a spicy Stubbs barbecue sauce. Stubbs tastes like every really other barbecue like. sauce. <laughs> Not to me. I don't know. I thought uh, it was good. It was spicy. Uh, I do like spicy barbecue sauces better than other barbecue sauces. But, yeah, barbecue sauce is, like, the best thing in the world. And I it's don't so like much of anything else. I kind of don't like ketchup because it's really sweet. So, War, did your go? No, I, I can go real quick. I got an easy one, I feel like. Um, and I feel like everybody kind of shares the same sentiment is uh, – I was bummed, uh, or I am excited to return to Spain because uh, we were only had gone there on our first 2018 tour. Uh, I guess we played a one show in Barcelona before the Blues Cruise, but like, uh, it's nice driving through the country and the food is is amazing and um, yeah, stop, man. yeah. You can't and, pick all of Spain. You have to pick a place <laughs> in Spain. Okay, okay. There's there's one place and I don't even know where it what is, but <laughs> we stopped at a at a at a 
trucks or a gas station somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Oh yeah, and I remember me that. Me and Henry, I think everybody yeah. got something. Me and Henry got this chicken leg and a fried mm. egg and yeah. something else. Yeah. And and so Spain was still new and to it me. It had like gravy on it. Oh my god, it's it insane. Like, it was so good. And and the, the, if you don't know, so their gas stations out there have like restaurants built into them and like gift stores. And this one I think had like a toy section and all sorts of different shit. But you could tell that like everything was farmed right around there. And uh, you know, if if that if I saw the same place in the United States, there was no way in hell I would ever eat there because it yeah. it would seem in the states like it was weird but yeah. in spain it's totally different game and man we sat down and it was probably yeah. like five euro or something and we got this huge plate of food and it was it was one of the most insane things i've ever it had was my so good. i was so, was so good. impressed by it <laughs> a weird way you might be able to find that. that i remember there being a tesla supercharger at that place and there's only so many of those in Spain. So if you really wanted to go back, we could probably find that Tesla supercharger too. Wow. <laughs> but I remember that place you were talking about. It had yeah. like a super long counter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was super long. And yeah. then it was like chicken and fries. Like chicken is a chicken quarter and fries. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like a fried egg. It was so yeah. good. And yeah, I miss, I guess I, I miss a lot of European food. I said that yeah. today. I was like, man, I just miss oh, I know. F- that. Yeah. But yeah, um, Spain and that specifically food and that one random gas station that I'll probably never go to ever again. We'll was probably- that- be surprised. We've been to Spain yeah. quite a bit and yeah. we'll show up to like one of the, some of those, those truck stops, gas stations. And we're like, we've been here before. We know exactly <laughs> oh, where we are. Yeah. We don't know where we are at all, but we know we've been there. Well, yeah. Because yeah. we'll probably have a similar routing. Cause I remember that time we, we were like doing this all over, like going from yeah. side. To, so I'm, I'm sure we'll probably do that again. Yeah. And yes, Bruce, just like Flying J. Like a Flying J, but the food <laughs> I, is amazing. When yeah. we're on the road in the U.S., I only stop at Flying J's, Pilots, or Loves. Yeah. And Flying J's are always the better because they usually have a little bit more for you to handle. And All the guys made fun of me, but I have a Flying J's mug, and I'm a member oh, yeah. of the club, so I use the app and get free stuff. <laughs> That's right. They just get yeah. the app to, to get you more stuff. We should probably get like their card and use that only for gas on the road. That's probably a good idea one day. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Andrew, reach out for a sponsorship. Yeah. Pilot and flying jays. Yeah. Jerks. <laughs> Way ahead of them. Um, I just never, I never became a member. Are we going back to Congas? Um, I I, I really I really don't know all the cities we're going to. I think we're going to like fifty nine. <laughs> yeah, fifty nine shows are on that Euro. We tournament. haven't been to this city in years, but. Uh, no, I was just asking because that city is super cool, but it's all Galicia, Spain, which is the north, uh, what is it, northwest coast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I always love going to Acaronia. Yep. That's oh, yeah. the oh, yeah. beach. Hey, so they have this like, huge horseshoe beach. It's like so much, it's really awesome to walk. And then they have like a lighthouse there that you can go. And I remember like taking pictures of all these places. And it's just, like miles of this just beautiful ocean, you know. Yeah. And uh, there's all these little shops and stuff there. That was where Steve got lost yeah. that one time. <laughs> yep. Uh, I made it back though. And we then, are we are playing uh, we're playing Congas uh, scheduled for June third and yeah. Acarunia on June fourth, twenty twenty one. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Back so to back. we haven't been back to in years, mm-hmm. and that was like probably the craziest show we'll ever have in Europe for the rest of our lives. 
like there was no that's sort of where cold night got written and did its yeah magic and was invented because uh, we had a cold night on the record but then we were just like jamming and doing whatever the hell we wanted on stage my well, string broke your string broke yeah that was crazy man Robert wow. wrapped himself in an american flag crowd surfing yep. Yeah, it was it was, was a ridiculous amazing. show. It had nothing to do with us. The crowd was just insane and yeah. amazing. So uh, we might have been a little drinking a little bit that night, which helped. That's where we got uh, the blaming on the wine. <laughs> we also had all that that cafe liqueur oh, before because yeah. oh, that was yeah. one of our first nights of ever having it, so we didn't know what it would do to you. And basically, it's crack, <laughs> liquid crack. That's so good. No, but uh, yeah, I love that place, and I miss Congas because Congas was the place we got. We went to that one restaurant mm. with the like squid the and stuff like that in the octopus. Yeah, it was like one of the first places we ever ate like really good Spanish food. There's also one other place in Spain. I don't know if we'll ever go back there, and I can't remember the name of the city, but it was like a mountain town. It almost looked like Portland, Oregon in Spain, which sounds really weird, but it was like a mountain town, and it had this amazing view. We like played on top of the mountain in something that just looked like a barn. And it was the one where we stayed at the hotel and the people who were like housing us gave us like 10 plates of like, it was chorizo, chorizo that was grilled over those corn cakes. <laughs> Do you remember that? This is all for the uh, Robert and Steve. Mm-hmm. So they cut like this chorizo stuff over these corn cakes that were like, um, it was like made out of masa. It was super crazy, but it, uh, that was one of my favorite places. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. I'll, I'll look it up afterwards. But everyone, look up the beaches in Acaronia and go there. Oh yeah, amazing. I want to go back to that place in Acaronia we went to with the pirate guy. The oh, pirate. Yeah. oh yeah, and then we we walked through the town and that old lady that like owned the place was being super sassy and it was. Yeah, that restaurant's phenomenal too, man. Yeah, the octopus with the olive oil and stuff. And it's just like going to like your grandma that you never th- knew that you had's place. Yeah. And, oh, <laughs> yeah. it's just incredible, man. The food. That show was good. raging too. Yeah, yeah, the show. Yep. Was, that's, and it was raining. Remember, it was, it was raining. raining. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and Pouring do you guys rain. also remember when we, when we showed up? There was somebody rehearsing an instrument bagpipes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I found this out after we went to the other town that I was talking about in Spain because it looks exactly like Ireland or what you would think. It's all these trees and stuff like that, right? And uh, apparently there's like a big bagpiping scene in northern Spain right there. <laughs> that's awesome. Wild. Wild. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. Well, I feel like we all have a lot of favorite places. Everyone's gone, right? I feel like we all have a bunch of favorite places. That's just like one place I'm excited to go to out of all those stops, which mm, each yeah. have their own charm and are each amazing for their own reasons. I'm excited to play the cliff again, man. Like, <laughs> in Laguna. Like, shit. But I'm excited to just that, play again. As as that's safe to do again, Jesus. I know. Uh, can't, the day can't come soon enough. I feel like that's going to be the safest place. It's outside, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. It's going to be the first thing that's going to come back. That'll be cool. Well, that, that'll be the day... And I don't That'll stop grinning. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Well, to finish this off, we have something uh, to announce, right? Yeah. So yeah. we held, for all of you guys in uh, on both Instagram and Facebook, uh, we held a photo contest uh, for our t- in celebration of our new video for our new song, uh, Do You Remember? 
And we ended up getting a lot of really awesome submissions. So thank you guys, everybody that hashtagged remember being free. And yeah. we went through them today in, uh, during our band meeting before this podcast. And we have chosen a winner. And the winner is, drumroll please, from London, England, United Kingdom, Ian Tasker. Bobby, tell him what he's won. Ian Tasker. And just to let everybody know, I don't know if we can really show it, but uh, he he hashtag remember being free with a picture of I'm guessing him, and it seems like it's a long time ago, and it's uh, him holding an old guitar, and uh, I would like to know what year that's from because it looks like it's from a long time ago. Uh, and it was a really cool picture. So I think we're gonna, probably going to post that up um, tomorrow or yep. tonight or something. And uh, we'll let everyone <coughs> see that picture. And hopefully Ian Tasker gets back to us with his uh, information so we can send him a free t-shirt. A t-shirt. Yeah. Yep. And Hell thank yeah, you Ian. guys for, for all of your submissions, for everybody that uh, that took the time to post and join in on the fun. And I'm yeah. sure we'll have uh, more of these coming up in future months. And stuff, but yeah, congrats, Ian. Yeah, congratulations, and thanks to everyone for tuning in tonight for episode 50 of the podcast. Yeah, and for everyone listening on Spotify, Apple Music, and Podbean, or all the different places you can get podcasts. Thanks for listening and for supporting us through uh, this crazy time and Mm -hmm. beyond. We are going to do some kind of 50. All right, one year anniversary show on for the fifty second episode. So make sure you catch that one in two weeks. Yeah, we have to. We have like a lot of really juicy tour stories. Uh, We're talking about letting out like the super embarrassing one of me, and it's even more embarrassing because my girlfriend's mom listens to the podcast sometimes. So really, if it was like. If we told certain ones, we'd have to like figure out how to tell them in the right way. Yeah, yeah. Lots. So of we're probably gonna reasons. figure that out for the next two weeks yeah. and then more. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll do the editing. I don't, there's no good way to edit that story. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of good. We'll be like, oh no, uh, we're having audio issues. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, we can figure out another story. It'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. There'll be something. Uh, but yeah, we'll do something and we'll figure out something cool. And then we're working on a couple other things we should be able to tell you about soon. Yes. One's going to be really cool for the super fans, which will be awesome, which is usually everyone listening to the podcast. So I feel like we're going to come up with a lot of badass stuff for you guys. What's coming up for International Beer Day? International Beer Day. What day August, is that? August 7th. We are okay. doing a, well, That's run a promo. Week. Run a little promo for that. If you aren't on our email list, I would sign up for it this week so that way you can uh, see what we have planned for International Beer Day. Yeah, sign up to our email list because you get exclusive offers and discounts that sometimes are only offered to email list subscribers. So um, there's a lot of extra content and possibly free stuff. It's just a great thing to be a part of. So Sign up to that email list. And you can find that sign-up form on our website at www.robertjohnandtherec.com or linked on Facebook and Instagram and also on the details on this podcast description, uh, where you can also find Henry's History Lesson Playlist, 
and mm -hmm. add that because it gets updated every week with more awesome shit that you've probably never heard before and that you're going to love for years to come. Be uh, good to each other out there. And until next week, be safe, stay happy, stay healthy, and get wrecked. Woo! See you, everybody. Woo!